for me, that's what human design did. It went, took my life from boring TV to HDTV, where it's clear, more colors, you can see, just you can see everything so much more clear, and that's what I want to bring to people's life, is this higher definition of who they are and this clarity and perspective, and do it in the way that the bee would. Danny Nadu and I have been MIA for the last couple of weeks. I know I've really slacked off on getting out episodes and I apologize, but not really. Kidding, sort of. But no, to be real, I think fall can be a really big transition for a lot of people and I am one of those people for sure. It's brought up a lot of feelings of like change that I'm resistant to and you know a lot of grief has been triggered for me. And for for those reasons, I've just kind of been like lacking energy, I guess. And it could also just be like, we don't have as much sunlight anymore. I'm totally lacking energy from not having sunlight either. But anyways, I'm happy to be back. And this week's episode is the best one yet. The best one yet. Okay, I'm partially kidding because I really don't like to play favorites. And I feel like a lot of times that's how I feel as soon as I release the episode. I'm like, this one is the best one. Okay, but this one is like almost two hours long and for that reason, I'm going to stop talking and just say that Sarah Salinas, the HDB, is incredible. She was a great person to have on. She is a human design reader. Go Google human design if you're not familiar. Maybe pull up your chart to see what energy type you are and hopefully that'll help you relate a little bit more to the language that we use throughout this episode. And yeah, so no other announcements really just feel free to join the Facebook group if you're interested. I'll post the link. And this week's message that I wanted to share, hey Danny, just wanted to tell you I binge listened to your podcast this week and I have been very inspired to look within my own life much deeper than I have before. Thank you for sharing your experiences. I can't wait to hear more and move forward in my own spiritual journey. And then emojis, which was so sweet, sweet and simple. I love it. It was a great message to get. So, Thank you to the sender of the message. And if you haven't, I would so appreciate anybody that rates, reviews, shares, comments on anything out there for my podcast because that's the best way for it to get recognition for other people to feel the same inspiration that you felt as well. So let's get into the episode. Sarah. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good, just chilling in my big red comfy chair with my tea and my room that I never really get to hang out in, but I'm doing pretty good. I had a really, really full weekend of running around like a crazy person to concerts and waxing appointments and nails and shopping and all the things. So it's really nice to get to just chill right now. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I'm actually in my, because we're doing a Skype interview, I am in my bed with my lap desktop, which is like (laughs) this wooden piece of wood that just sits over your lap that you can put your Mm -hmm. lap on. (laughs) It's really good for like pretending to work from home or, you know, Mm -hmm. doing Skype interviews. (laughs) Yup, I feel you. I'm I'm glad that we're doing, like, it's like we're on the phone right now. So it's like, you know, I could have a face mask on right now, could be chilling with no pants on. I have pants on, but like. (laughs) who would know (laughs) Uh, yeah I'm excited to chat 
The beauty of Skype interviews. Yeah, absolutely. So, Sarah, you are, you also are known as the HDB. Mm-hmm. Um, and so do you want to just start with like what, maybe just like a tiny description of what human design is, you know, like the tool itself. And then when you started studying what you're doing with it currently, um, you know, just like cover the basics. So <clears throat> human design is a system that's just over 30 years old. It was downloaded in a meditation by this guy named Ra Aruhu in 87. And he encountered the voice, like anything you read or hear about, even if you listen to lectures by him, he talks about like the voice and it asked him like, are you ready? And the next day he went into a seven day meditation and like channeled this entire system and then devoted the rest of his life being a messenger of it. So he's the founder of it. Um, Human design brings together a bunch of systems like astrology, the Kabbalah, the I Ching, the chakra system, and things of that nature. And it just kind of brings them all together and it layers them. That's why when a lot of people go to look at their chart, they're like, what the fuck am I looking at? Like, what is this? It's because you're looking at all of these systems in one system. Um, And it really breaks down like how your energy works, personality traits, like different flavors that you bring over here and but it's bringing together, like I said, like the Kabbalah, Ichi, and chakra system, astrology. So you're looking at a bunch of things when you look at a chart. You know, there's five different energy types, which is basically like how you're wired energetically. Um, I say like this time around to show up in the world. And I think it's beautiful that there's finally something out there that explains how like, yeah, there's, you know, numerology, astrology, all this stuff that kind of explains like, oh, you're a Gemini and you're a Virgo and da 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 but it's helpful to know like, okay, your energy doesn't work like my energy does. And we can respect that and, you know, utilize one another. Like I'm a projector. So getting in touch with a generator, that's really going to add a whole other like flavor to what I'm trying to do or what they're trying to do. And so I just really love that you basically within human design have your navigating system of how to do life, like how to make decisions and relationships and just different things of that nature. It's definitely been out of everything that I've looked into, the most personal. Um, And it just made sense. And the more that I've aligned with being a projector, it's like life just started working because I stopped working against my own true nature of like how I felt on the inside. Like it validated how I felt on the inside my whole life. And it was like, it gave me that permission to you know, finally own that and step into it and not, you know, be in the closet about it. Um, Cause like I said, my life has been a complete 180. Um, yes. Like encompassing a bunch of other things and healing and all that stuff, but it's been because of human design. And now I just so happen to need to be a messenger uh, for human design, but regardless of that, like it's helped, it's truly helped turn my life around immensely. I'm mm-hmm. so forever grateful for human design. I know. I'm so excited to hear your story. So, I mean, I consider you a healer. I don't know if you technically like identify with that, but to me, like anybody that is able to give people this tool and help them learn more about themselves and navigate their world. Like I, I personally think that's somebody that's a healer, but like, like any healer out there, you know, you've definitely had to go through your own, your own long, painful and you know, just eventful journey to get to where you are now. And so I'm kind of wondering, like, 
what that looked like for you personally and then how it also was transformed when you found human design. Absolutely. So my story, I feel like, and I'm going to like human design this really quickly. So I have this gate in my heart center and it's called the gate of shock, which basically means like you're here to shock other people. You're here to live a shocking life. Um, shocking things happen to you and you know, it just, it can wake people up. It can, you know, it wakes you up, but it's like you get through it. And so I remember reading about that and I'm bringing tears to my eyes because I'm like, man, like it, it gave me this sense of gratitude for like, this is why I've had to go through everything that I have because, you know, I can sit here and say like, I was abused as a little girl. I've been sexually assaulted. I've, you know, all of these things, all this trauma I've dealt with addiction and eating disorders and all this stuff. And that could be shocking to people that they're like, Oh my God, I had no idea, but I've gotten on the other side of it, which means that I can help someone else get on the other side of it as well, or meet them where they're at. Um, so it makes me relatable. So learning that really empowered me, you know, to just keep doing me. And even though hard things may come up and challenging things, like I'm not only here to do that, but I'm fully capable of getting through it and just, you know, doing so with more grace and ease and less resistance and surrendering into it. I grew up, uh, I'm from Texas. And whenever people ask me like, where are you from? Like, I'm from Texas. Like, Oh, where? And I'm like everywhere. Like, I've moved upwards of 20 plus times in my life and I'm only 26 and I've lived in Dallas for almost eight years. So do the math, like my childhood, like I was everywhere. There was no grounding. There was no stability. Um, you know, my parents are divorced. You know, I was homeschooled. I was the chubbier kid of my 10 siblings and I'm one of the older ones. And so, you know, there was just all these things. And I just always remember feeling just really misplaced. And I also felt like, you know, being the older sibling, like I had to be this example. So something that I've always been told and only recently started to believe is I have been told my whole life that two things. I have healing in my hands. I've been told that by so many people. It's, it's just interesting. I'm still trying to figure that one out, but I've been told like, you're such a leader. You're here to be a leader. And what's interesting is um, my incarnation cross is called the cross of rulership. And you can basically sub that out for leadership. Mm -hmm. And then my life path in numerology is a one, which is the leader. Um, you know, and just all of these things. And I recently had my astrology read by an astrologer and she was basically like, you're here to be known for what you do. And it's spiritual in this leadership way. So I'm like, man, like this just keeps showing up everywhere. And so I've always had this sense of like, okay, <clears throat> I'm supposed to be this leader, but like, how do you do that? Like, are you supposed to find that in a career? Are you supposed to just work your way up like the ladder? And, you know, I got a corporate job at 20 and, you know, that I knew that that's not, that isn't what I wanted. Cause I'm like, I just wouldn't want to be a supervisor or a manager in that way. Like, I don't want to be stressed out all the time. Like that's not a leader to me. That's just a stressed out person. And so I've just always been searching for like this leadership thing. And it's just interesting to look at my story now and like really reflect on everything that I've gone through. And it's like, I can be a leader based off of my own life experiences. And I have an open G center in my, my chart uh, within my centers. And so it's like, I can be anything for anyone in any given moment. 
So if someone needs me to show up and be the person to help you, you know, uh, set up boundaries or help you with alcohol addiction or addiction in general or abuse or trauma, I'm able to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's like I had to go through all of that to be able to get to the place of leadership that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I'm only 26. So it's like, I've, I've lived a lot of life um, for as young as I am, but I know that it's now it's all been for a greater purpose than me just thinking my life just sucked all the time. And that's just what I was going to, it was going to do. And, you know, I was never going to figure out what I was going to do. And I'm only ever going to work an eight to five and just all these things. And it's been because of human design that I was able to find those places that I needed healing and find those places that I needed to shine light on and, you know, empower myself. And a lot of my healing came from learning that, um, along with, you know, getting sober, um, at the end of 2017, which was one of the worst years of my life to date, it shattered me in every single way, like in every part of my life for good reason, but at the time I didn't understand it. And because of that, I numbed out like crazy through alcohol and food and um, shopping and like, you name it. And at the end of 2017, I had just this fire under me to start doing something different in the realm of spirituality without religion. Cause I grew up in a really religious home as well. And, um, it just didn't work for me. And I didn't think that, you know, I just didn't like the idea of like you go to heaven or you go to hell and you're always under God's, you know, thumb and he could smite you at any moment and you're going to go to hell and just all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I remember the summer of 2017, I ordered my first Oracle deck from this amazing woman named Elizabeth, Elizabeth D'Alto. And she was one of the first podcasts that I've ever listened to. And she just really open my eyes to this whole world of just everything and how, you know, you can uh, have feelings of like not wanting kids and that's okay. And no is a complete sentence and you can set boundaries. Like she really helped me with that. And so because I had this trust in her, I ordered her Oracle deck that she released that summer, but I didn't touch it until like six months later because I was scared of it. Cause it's like, Oh, like that's not the devil. Like where I came from, like it's literally the devil talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, just, I was like, no, like, no, I think, I think there's something here. If God can talk to me through a Bible. He can talk to me through these cards. There's no difference. And I sat down on new year's Eve after I just purged my entire home. Like I did this physical purge before the like mental and emotional and psychological purge happened in 2018. I did like this physical purge of everything in my house. Like I went through everything in and like, I just got rid of so much stuff. It's like I was stirring the dust and I sat down on new year's Eve and I pulled this card and the mantra for the card, because each one has a mantra, it said, the time is here, the time is now. And she had me repeat it eight times. And I cried like a baby, because I'm like, I knew, I knew something was coming. I knew the time was here and the time was now. Mm -hmm. And so I basically took everything that I had been learning through podcasts over, you know, that was, I think it was like three years at that point. And, you know, I'm like, okay, some people get up at 5am that works for them. Okay. People pull cards, they meditate, bulletproof coffee, fab four smoothies and yoga. And I was just basically like, this apparently makes people feel really good. So 
let's give it a go. And so January 1st, 2018, I started waking up at 5 a.m. And I'd make my bulletproof coffee. I'd journal. I'd pull a card. I'd do yoga. Like, I had this whole practice. And here's the thing about me, and I kind of hinted at this earlier. I have a very easily addictive personality. I just do. And what's interesting is it's just, oh, like, it. What's interesting, so I'm going to, like, sidetrack for a sec. So I have a gate, another gate, in my chart. It's in the sacral, and it's called the gate of patterns. And so, like, you – I have this energy about me where, like, uh, following patterns and consistency and routine feel really, really, really good for me. Like, depending on that, there's, like, comfort in that, which is so true, which if you look at that, that screams addiction, that – screams obsessive and all this stuff which are all things I can do like if you look at certain parts of things I get into like why do I have 150 essential oils why do I have all the skincare stuff why do I have all these books on my bookshelf like there's certain things I get into and I really get into it and so that brought awareness to that but what's interesting is the flavor so the line that I bring to this is basically letting life unfold as it needs to without resistance um, and knowing that every season isn't for a lifetime. Meaning everything that I am about or I'm into and that you can even bring in, I'm a three profile. So I'm here to try everything. And, you know, so basically like I got really obsessive about yoga and I didn't not do yoga for like some hundred, like a hundred and something days. And I remember getting really down on myself because I'm like, oh my God, like I missed yoga. That means I'm not a yogi anymore. That means I'm just going to fall off track. I'm going to start drinking again, again, that obsessive tendency. And I just remember just giving myself grace because there's another part of me, which if we needed a system to explain how complicated it is to be a human, it's definitely human design. Because I have this other part of my chart where consistency and routine like don't necessarily work for me so what I do with this now is I do stuff for a season and when it doesn't feel good anymore I don't do it so if yoga sounds good for a month I'll do it for a month if pulling a card every single day for two months sounds amazing I'll do it and then I don't do it for a month that's fine too I've learned to like ebb and flow with that and that was really healing for me um, last year and even coming into this year Cause it's like, you know, I woke up at 5am for a season, but you know, I didn't want to do that come the summer and just all this stuff. And just really, I don't know, like giving myself permission to not be a perfectionist and feeling like I have to do this whole self-care thing or like, I'm not doing self-care, which means I'm not taking care of myself, which means I'm going to fall back into all these old ways. Like, no, like give yourself the grace. Mm -hmm. And you know, that just, that brought healing in and of itself. And so Going a little further into the summer of 2018, um, I got really into numerology. Um, I've always been intrigued by astrology, but it's something where I'm like, eh, like I'm good. Like I'll have someone else tell me about it. Like I've always felt that way about it. And then like the Enneagram and Myers Briggs and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, like where? I thought there was only ever astrology to be completely honest. And I'm like finding all about all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm figuring out who I am. And then, you know, I remember hearing about human design on a podcast and being really intrigued by it, but also being like, I looked at my chart and I was like, Oh fuck that. Like can't, can't 
do that. That's way too much, but it kept circling around. And then um, around that time, because again, like I kind of started my own version of my own spiritual practice, again, without religion. And I started seeing numbers like crazy. And any time I would talk about human design, I would see 444. Like I still do to this day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kept following me. And I just remember getting into the summer and just being so bombarded by human design. Because what's interesting is this whole time I'm like talking to what would now be like my guides in the universe. I didn't know that at the time. But I'm just like, what is my purpose? Like, what am I supposed to do? And it's like, things were coming to me. And I was like, not that. Oh, no, mm, <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> and it's like, but you keep asking. So that's one thing that I like to say is like, I'll have people that will ask me like, oh, my God, this over here. What about this? And I'm like, what are you ignoring? What is blatantly in front of your face that you don't, you keep looking past? Cause it's scary. It's uncomfortable. It's a part of you that you don't want other people to know about, but it's something that's really important to you. Like stop ignoring those signs that are in front of you because something that I noticed, and I don't know if you use Oracle cards or tarot cards, but I've noticed that anytime I use them consecutively, it, the cards change when I change and until I change, they don't change. Mm-hmm. So when I'm not getting something and I'm not, I'm not putting it together, you know, or I'm pulling the same card, I'm like, okay, what am I missing? Like I've learned now, like, what am I missing? What am I not paying attention to? What is the lesson in this? Because that's what's in front of me. That's, mm-hmm. that's the energy I have right now. When I can look at it, then the next, the next piece will, you know, pop up in front of me. So I've kind of like basically let myself where it's like, I work in puzzle pieces. I don't work in like 50 steps down the road. It's like, no, what's in front of me right now? Like, for example, like in real life right now, I'm needing to play more so I can tap into my creative side because that's really healing for me to play and just do things for fun. And so it's like I've cut back on, you know, sessions during the week, like every other week. And, you know, I'm outside more and I went to a concert and I'm hanging out with friends and all this stuff. And it's just interesting since I've been doing that, all of these ideas coming to me and all this creativity and all this stuff. And it's like it's not in the busyness of doing things. It's me just letting myself have fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing that we can get really sidetracked from. It's like, what do I need to do, do, do? Like, what do I need to do to get where I need? And it's like, when was the last time you just had fun? When was the last time you just played, just to play? And how healing that is. And, like, I've intentionally been hanging out with, like, my nieces and nephews just to, like, tap into that childlike energy. Oh, it's so healing. uh, It is. Like, it's just, it it blows my mind. And what's interesting because you asked about like what I'm up to right now. Cause I'm like answering. It's like, yes, about healing. Yes, about this. And I'm like trying to like tie this all together. So where I'm at right now is I recently launched, um, soul purpose sessions, which is basically talking about your incarnation cross. Um, because it's something I'm just fascinated by. And I feel like it highlights another really big layer. It's not one thing on its own, but a layer of who you are. Um, and just like this really, again, this essence, this flavor that you're here to bring this time around. Um, and then something that like these pieces that have been coming to me is how I say it, um, are bringing basically everything I embody as a person. And I have for a long time 
in one setting, but in real life interactions and not just virtual. And I'm calling it right now is Spiritual Spa Day with Sarah. And I'll just, I had someone come over. My friend Jerry came over last Thursday and basically she came over. We came into my little Zen room and I cleansed her energy field because that's something that's just really important to me. I do it often. I have a lot of people that um, are intimidated by that. And I'm like, give me the stage. Like, come here, honey. Like, I'll help you. (laughs) So I, I cleansed her energy field and then we went into my bathroom and I gave her um, a facial. Like I washed her face, I exfoliated it, we put on a mask and then we came back in my room and we did basically like what would be a tea with Sarah where it's like, what do you need right now? What do you, what do you need? And so for her, she was wanting to like go over her incarnation cross and just kind of see like, again, her purpose, like really big, like that foundation, but this could look like cards or just talking or human design or rituals you can do or whatever it's that 30 minutes while the mask is on that we just talk about what you need then we went back in the bathroom washed it all off and like sealed the deal with the toner and the serums and all this amazing stuff and then sealed it and so I went over her I have this aura spray and I just kind of sprayed her with it and I'm like that was it so it's like bringing spirituality into skincare and it's like your face is clear your heart is clear your emotions your thoughts your mind and you know you're bringing an energy that you're wanting Um, because these are all things that I do for myself but something that I've been craving like no other is in real life human interaction Mm -hmm. and so that's something that again those pieces have been coming to me the last month where like my sister casually said one day you really need to start talking more about skincare because you're really good at that and you know I had a friend where she went and got like this spiritual massage where it was like this intuitive working on her while massaging her and I'm like oh my god I could do that with skincare so it's again like all of these things coming to me and I'm like I could do that Mm -hmm. I could totally do that so kind of beta testing that right now and just kind of putting it out there um but that's like in real life up to date like up to today um what I've been up to so yeah that's incredible you just shared so much and I actually like wrote a couple things down because I wanted to come back to them sure and well, because I think that so much of what you said is going to resonate with the listener base because a lot of the listener base is kind of like in a place and I'm not like making assumptions about everybody listening to the podcast by any means, but this is the vibe I've gotten through like messages and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a lot of people that are in a place of where you were, you know, around like 2018 of yeah. like getting the message of like what you're supposed to be doing and like it's you're supposed to be a leader and you're supposed to be spiritual but like you get it but you don't know how to do it and it's like what are you ignoring what are you obsessed with but you're not talking about you know and I don't know I just think it's a really cool story how you just actually like can you talk about how you truly found HD sure I love that story. Let's talk about it. So I found human design through a podcast, like most of the stuff I've found, like spirituality, cleansing, cart, like literally it's been because of podcasts. That's why anytime I have the opportunity to be on one, I'm like, yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like, let's do it. Um, Because if my story can help someone else, just like someone else's story helped me, like I just want to keep that ripple effect going. Like it's so important to me. Um, So human design. I heard about it on a podcast, almost 30 podcasts of all podcasts. That's and why I know you too. 
I know, like <laughs> so much of my story links back to almost 30. So I heard about them um, last year, like early in the year, like literally probably January 2018. And um, again, I heard it, looked at my chart, I'm like projector, listened to the thing about projector. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a projector. Like, okay, now what? And it was just like, there was no information, at least at that point, like human design really has blown up in the last year. It's more mainstream. So there's more information out there, but for whatever reason, two years ago, that was not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard about it and then kind of left it alone and then like started hearing it come up on more podcasts. And then I swear to God, like it started to follow me. And there was one day, um, I was, this is before I connected with my spirit guide, Steve, but I was connecting with a guide. Like I knew it, but I didn't know I could like talk to him more personally. And so I just remember one day being at work <laughs> and saying in my very just like Sarah sarcastic way if this is what I'm supposed to do then you know let it show up you know somewhere it wouldn't without me looking for it and I'll pay attention to it I kept like playing with it so I'm listening to this podcast that has nothing nothing to do with human design and human design was mentioned in it I was like oh shit (laughs) what is happening and you know it popped up again and so I remember grabbing my roomy Oracle deck because I just remember being almost haunted by it. Like that. I know that sounds a little dramatic, but it was everywhere (laughs) and I couldn't stop thinking about it and just like all this stuff. And just like, it was like, I was just, it was coming to me and it's like, I just, I couldn't, it wouldn't leave me. I'm grateful for it now, but that just goes to show how resistant I was, how stubborn I was. Um, And I feel like a lot of us are that way. Um, and for me, it was just finally like sat in my car on my lunch break and just kind of asked like, what is it? Why? How do I need to do this? Just like really, I was honestly kind of angry because it just, I was so frustrated by it because I didn't feel like I could like learn human design because it is so complicated. And that's something that I preach about. So I'm blue in the face. It's like, no, like if this is something you want to learn, you can do it. Let me help you. Anyway, so it was just basically like in very short summary, it was like, do this now. Stop putting it off. Don't be scared. And it literally said like, let your hair get roughed up a little bit. Let the waves, you know, like, you know, just like let you like spin around, like just do it. Trust it. So I'm like ugly crying because I'm like, oh my God, like I've never had a reading like this before, like ever, never in my life. And so... (laughs) You would have thought that that would have been enough, all right? No, absolutely (laughs) not. And so I go back into work, and I'm like, all right, so I need one more sign, and I'll do this whole, like, human design thing. Go to order the book that had been recommended, which is Raw's book. And I, again, needed a sign. The book has 444 pages in it. Of course. I was like okay and then I order it I leave work and there's a license plate that says one four four so I'm like mm-hmm. yep doing this and that's when I started to study and what's interesting is on my time hop within the last couple of weeks those posts are popping up and if you go and read it you can see my fear you can see my hesitation you can see my uncertainty but I trusted it and I've met once I surrendered into it it was like every bit of the information just sunk in and I got it just got it it was almost like I didn't have to work for it. I did. I've devoted a lot of time to it, but it's like, it just sticks. 
it just sticks to me now. I've never had something just stick to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm studying, I'm pulling people's charts. And I remember being at lunch with my brother and I remember, cause I'm very clairvoyant and I just kept having this vision of hundreds of charts in my account. And at this point I had like probably 50, like my family and friends, like a good 50. And I'm like looking at the charts and I'm comparing, I'm doing all this stuff. And I just remember telling him, I'm like, I won't be surprised when this turns into a full-time thing. And I have hundreds of charts in my account. And he was like, okay, like, yeah, like, you know, you've done everything you've ever put your mind to, like, won't be surprised. Mm-hmm. And the new year came around and my, my word for 2019, and it still is, it's creativity. Cause I'm in a year nine and things are closing out. Things are beginning. I just wanted to like tap into my creativity. And I wrote down, um, you know, just in my journal, like basically this prayer of surrender and just saying like, I know something really big is coming. I have no idea what the fuck it is, but I'm ready for it. Bring it. And I go into um, my favorite coffee shop that I reference all the time, like a favorite coffee shop in the entire world. And my projector self, uh, you know, I had a, my B necklace on. And I'll talk about the B in a second since I'm the HDB. And I remember talking to the baristas and in my very projector where I'm like, have you ever heard of human design? They're like, no, what is that? And yeah, I kind of gave them like a rundown and they asked how to get their charts. And I left with like my coffee and I posted an almost 30 Facebook group and was like, LOL, funny how, you know, a year ago I found human design because of almost 30 and, um, you know, now, you know, fast forward six months, I, you know, I started studying it and then I met, you know, Kristen Lindsay in Dallas last September and she grabbed me by my shoulders and was like, you need to do this. And, you know, now I'm doing like mini readings for baristas at coffee shops, like LOL. That's all it was. It was just my LOL post. Mm -hmm. And someone saw that and was like, I would pay you to read my chart. And I'm like, what? Ding, ding, ding. Like, what? What? And I booked two sessions out of that. I did a service swap with one of them. And we did UHP, which is universal. Oh, Jesus. Some Just Google that because I don't want to botch it. But it's basically energy work. You tap into the meridians in your body, all this stuff. And what was interesting, she told me, um, sometimes there's permissions that are needed. And then there's something else. Like, I forget the verbiage. And basically, my entire session was just giving myself permission to do the thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, everything kind of blew up after that. And then I had a session with my friend, Brittany, who posted in Lacey Phillips group after our session. And within a 72 hour period, I still have the screenshots of it. I had over a hundred people reach out to me for human design sessions That's out of insane. just nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I'll go ahead and talk about the B cause I had to create my Facebook, oh, my Facebook, my Instagram. And last November, it's almost a year ago, actually, um, these started to come to me in my dreams. They were flying up to me and hovering right above my, like right in front of my eyes. And then they'd fly away. They never come up to me, but they would hover like right in front of me and then they'd fly away. But I literally started to see a bee a day 
Well, earlier last year, I kept saying like, what is my spirit animal? Like, I must know, like, what is my spirit animal? What is my spirit animal? And I guess I just wasn't ready for it. And I was very ready for it because every single day for months, I saw a bee and I looked up what a bee means and it's community, communication, the masculine, the feminine, abundance, leadership, like all of these, basically like I'm a bee, like mm-hmm. if I were a bug, I'd be a bee. That's, that's who I am. And so I remember leaving the coffee shop again, like everything goes back to the coffee shop. I'm leaving the coffee shop. I'm trying to come up with a name for my Instagram and it literally, I just heard the HDB. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. I don't like that. And so I'm like, the bee has to do with this, but it's HD because one, the human design bee doesn't feel good in my mouth. Like it just doesn't. That's a lot. Right. Um, but the HD bee, HD means high definition. And for me, that's what human design did. It went, took my life from boring TV to HD TV, where it's clear, more colors. You can see just, you can see everything so much more clear. And that's what I want to bring to people's life is this higher definition of who they are and this clarity and perspective and do it in the way that the bee would. And, you know, bees go and pollinate and, you know, community, they work together and, you know, just all this, that's so important to me. So, yeah. Do you need to take a breath? Uh, I know. I'm like, (laughs) 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 Oh, that was so great. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. You have such a beautiful story. Thank you. So in a little bit, you're going to do a mini reading on my incarnation cross. And so before you do that, I want to bring something up because I've been terrified of it. Maybe in a similar way to how you were terrified of human design. Okay. And this is like the thing for me that feels expansively scary and because we're in the psychic boot camp class together as well, yes. Brie Melanson. Yeah. And so I started the class. I went through my first two weeks and then I had this like huge energetic shift after an energy session that I had with the llama. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like took a month long hiatus for my podcast. I had so much going on in like my, my healing story mm-hmm. that I just didn't have the capacity to do anything else really like self-development and working on my podcast were not available. So yeah. So I totally stopped the psychic boot camp class before week three, which is mediumship. And Mm -hmm. I've been like just progressively getting so much more sensitive to the other side and like more intuitive and um, getting my Reiki attunements definitely has accelerated that. But even before that, I've always been, I've always just known of other things around me and I've always gotten messages like that. So Mm -hmm mediumship is something that I used to look at and be like envious of like I would listen to mediumship podcasts and I would be like I could never do that like I'm I'm never going to be that sensitive or like that intuitive and mm-hmm. I would just like look at it but now I like still haven't brought myself to start week three of Bree's classes which is mediumship mm-hmm. because I'm like I've done I did the one in two weeks like back before I quit and now I've started again and I did one in two and now I like I look at my phone or I look at my computer to start week three and I'm just like, I can't do it. Like, I don't want to do it. But to me, it feels like something that I should be doing. Like, I should definitely be putting my energy towards that. Mm -hmm. So I want to see, like, before you do the incarnation cross reading, I want to, like, keep that in my mind and maybe, like, think about it as you're explaining it. So 
Okay. So I have a question. Do you, because I know, like I've looked at your chart, you know, your splint projector, you're pretty open. Um, you know, you're three, five, like all these, all these things. <clears throat> um, what, what's the fear around mediumship? Because you'll, I'm just going to say, cause I've, I've done all 10 modules, I think is what it was. Um, but Bree's interpretation of mediumship is not this like, yes, like you can talk to dead people. Cool. But you're being the medium between one dimension and then like, like the person you're talking to. So you could be a medium for like channeling someone's guide, not necessarily mm -hmm. someone's grandma, you know? Right. And that's like what I want to go towards. But at yeah. the same time, my fear is coming from a place of like, I've literally talked to ghosts of people that I once knew alive on earth. And mm -hmm. so it's that kind of like negative fear around it based on some of my experiences that like, I don't know, it's just like jumping into the, the whole thing seems scary still yeah. yeah which I mean if you think about it that's completely understandable um and this is why I think it's amazing why you're taking Bree's class because um she and this is why this is you know, basically probably the only reason I was okay with working or like doing her course is because she preaches boundaries mm -hmm. and so something that she talks about is you don't have to feel see taste smell, whatever, anything you don't want to. And you need to let, you know, your gatekeeper know that your guides. <clears throat> I'm personally someone, I'm very clairsentient. Um, I'm very clairvoyant, I'm clairaudient, but I'm very clairsentient. And I'm also, you know, I have an emotional authority, so I really just feel things in my body in general. And I just remember setting up this boundary where I was like, Steve, I don't want to feel anybody else's stuff. You need to show me, show me. You need to tell me, tell me. I do not want to feel that shit through my body. Don't do it. And I don't, I don't feel anything. I see stuff, I hear stuff, I'll know stuff, but I do not. It's almost like I have no feelings when I'm doing a session with somebody. Like I don't feel anything. Um, but this is, again, why I love Brie because she, she preaches boundaries. And yeah. setting up the structure and saying your prayer before and saying your prayer after. And, you know, <clears throat> I think, because uh, I don't know what your, your upbringing and your background is, but it's like typically that type of stuff, like like witchy woo-woo or whatever, like it's, it's automatically associated with something dark, just like tarot cards. Like, oh my God, that's from the devil. And it's like, no, it's not. It's a tool and it needs mm -hmm. to be respected and all that stuff. But it's like, how you go about it, your perspective around it, the energy you bring to it. Um, but what's interesting to me is kind of like the fear I had around the unknown of human design is almost like the same fear that you have around that. So I'm over here, I'm like, you need to do it. Like, you need to do it. Like, do it. Do it. And you can like practice on me. Like, let's do this because they say, like, with projectors, it's like, <clears throat> You need to see something within yourself before someone else is going to see it in you. And so this is the whole, like, again, I have projectors, like, what is that thing I'm supposed to be good at? I'm supposed to guide people. I'm supposed to do this. And it's like, what are you ignoring? And why I say that is because I'm literally speaking from my own experience of, like, what I was ignoring was my intuitive gifts, was, you know, human design and, you know, just all these things. It's like, that's the resistance I had. And, like, now that's literally what I, that's what, that's what my business is. Mm-hmm.
and like pushing past the fear and resistance. It's not, it doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, all unicorns and rainbows. It's going to be uncomfortable, but that's where you grow. As cheesy and cliche as it is, you grow in discomfort. And I, I will definitely just put this out there. I still have this human fear before any session that I have that's intuitive because it's not, it's, I'm, it's my voice. I'm saying stuff. I'm interpreting the visions I have, um, but it's not me. And the fear around letting go of control, like there are sometimes it's like, I don't want to say what I saw because I know how deep it is. I know how heavy it is. And like looking at someone's chart and then like the information I have and just all that stuff because I infuse human design into it. But then those are the clients that will message me months later, like, oh my God, because of this, this happened. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm having to just like, it's not about me. Like, yes, I'm showing up. I'm willing. I've done my work, whatever. But it's like truly like being willing to get out of the way. Right. And like be the channel. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. It's scary, but it's also <laughs> it's really fulfilling at the same time. Totally. So I say do it, and then let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> do you channel in almost all of your sessions now? Honestly, yeah. Because <laughs> I say a prayer before every single one of them about like you know Steve, help me get out of the way and be the messenger for everything they need to hear right now. Mm-hmm. And my sessions have been changing because of that. And just my sessions in general have been changing where I'm getting really specific visions and hearing things. And I had someone a couple of weeks ago that was like, you basically just gave me an answer that I've been needing an answer to for years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sorry. What? What? That's incredible. Years? <laughs> Oh my God. Like, and I had someone where it's like, I had this whole like scene play out of like Winnie the Pooh. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? And like, she was just sitting there like with her mouth open, like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. And I'm like, what? But again, that's me and my humanness trying to like rationalize something and like make it personal to me. And it's like, bitch, it has nothing to do with you. Right. Not even a little bit. So, but yeah, for the most part, like, it's just, I catch myself where I'm like, where did that come from? Like, Mm -hmm. where did that even remotely, where, where did that come from? But at the same time, it's like, I'm so intentional, even about in those moments of flow and channeling where it's like, I'm opening the container. And then after this, I'm closing the container. Um, And I don't open the container unless I want to open the container. So it's like, I'm not picking up on people's energy and having it siphon through me. Like, uh -uh. no, Mm ma'am, like the big, no, like absolutely not because I've done that before and I know what that feels like. And I'm not trying to feel like a crazy person 24 seven and, you know, be anxious all the time because I feel like a lot of that stuff can show up at least in my body as anxiety. And when I set up those boundaries and that structure, like Brie teaches us, um, it's just, it's not even a thing anymore, which is really great because that just shows that it works, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, the energy and the intention that you're bringing to Mm -hmm. the session. So yeah, it is scary. Like if you're drawn to it, I would definitely, I would listen to it because it's going to keep showing up for you. So just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. I'm a pusher. I literally have 
I have a gate, I think it's 39. And uh, my friend Katie calls it the gate of the poking teacher. <clears throat> so I'm basically here to like poke at people to do things, but not like prod and jab, but kind of be like, hey, Danny, you should really do module three. Yeah. I did it. You can do it. And you're like, and you're kind of like, oh shit, like Sarah's poking me. Like, oh, I should probably do this. Like, I'm literally here to like poke people into change and abundance and like doing things. And I'm definitely the poking teacher, 100%. I've had to learn not to like jab, like I have to kind of put a velvet glove on and kind of like gently guide you along your way. <laughs> but I'm definitely the poking teacher. <laughs> I kind of feel like all projectors have that a little bit, not to the extent you do, but. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. I've just had to learn to like keep my mouth shut for certain things because I'm like, oh, that's where the whole invitation comes in is because you may not be ready for what I have to say, for what you have to say. That's, I've like, I roll with myself now where it's like, unless they ask, my trap stays shut. Like, I'm not making your stuff my stuff. Like, I'll hold your hand. I'm not putting you on my back. Like, I've really had to learn, and I've had friends where they almost have to like pry stuff out of me. Because it's like, no, like, I'm not just gonna, I'm not just gonna, like, tell you stuff. Like, no. Like, if you ask, and then I want to, I will, but I really, like, I just don't, I just don't throw around advice like it's candy anymore. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's what made me the most bitter, to be honest. So I remember, funny, funny story. Looking at my chart for the very first time, I read the word bitter, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm so bitter. I'm so bitter. I'm the bitterest (laughs) bitch that most people know. I have, like, salt falling off my shoulder. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, we're not supposed to feel that way. (laughs) We need to work on that. So keeping my mouth shut for the most part has helped that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) I'm just, like, sorry. I I paused there because I'm, like, thinking about how – that seeps into my own life, the bitterness and the not waiting for the invitation are so. Mm-hmm, it's real. So mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about human design so far. Yeah. Um, so we should probably give everybody listening a description of the five different types. Absolutely. So I'll go ahead because I, the more, this is the projection I'm coming out, the more efficient I can make something, the better. So there are five types. And energy type basically means it's like your aura and how your aura, if you think about it, if you were to come and like place yourself in my aura, we're going to start like feeling some type of way and picking up on stuff. And, you know, some people have this really big aura. Some people like me just have this aura that's just like stabbing you in the back, like trying to figure out who you are and like, you know, just analyzing and all this stuff. So energy type because I'm saying this more so for the fact that, like, I have people where they're like, well, I'm a generator, but I, like, have no energy. And I'm like, but are you responding to stuff going on around you? Because that's how you create the energy. They're like, oh. I'm like, yeah, yeah like, you're not just as energetic. You can be an energizer bunny, but that's not your default. You That energy, be, like, turns on when you're responding to things going on around you, but only when you're responding. Not when you're reacting, not when you're, like, in your head trying to make stuff happen, but, like, literally from this, like, gut-driven, sacral response place. Like, that's how you create your energy. Just the idea of going to that party light you up? No? Okay, well, then don't go. Like, because unless you're lit up by it, then you're not going to bring energy to it, so you're not going to have it. Or projectors thinking they have no energy. And I'm like, no you are here to guide the energy, not be the energy. 
So it's like you need to be open in that area to be able to understand what energy feels like to navigate it and guide it and manage it. Like you have to be open in your sacral for that. It doesn't mean you don't have energy, um, but it's like how you're here to exchange energy. Mm-hmm. With that being said, there are five types. There are reflectors, manifestors, projectors, generators, and manifesting generators. Reflectors make up about less than 1% of the population. And when you look at a reflector's chart, uh, it's completely white. All of the sensors are completely white. And so they basically, it's almost like they glow. They're considered lunar beings. They're considered a non-energy type as well. Projectors and uh, reflectors are non-energy types. And they're here basically to reflect how their community, their tribe, the collective is doing around them. They're here to take it in and reflect it back. They're basically just a mirror. Like you're, you're basically standing, talking, listening to yourself when you're in the presence of a reflector because you basically fill them in with your energy and then they reflect it back to you. So with that being said, reflectors environment is everything like being sensitive and conscious of your environment as a reflector is it's it's crucial because it's basically like how the reflector is doing is how everybody's doing so if the reflector is not okay you're not okay mm-hmm. and so it's like that reflection and paying attention to it they're really wise um you know it's really important for them to have they're the type that probably needs the most alone time because for them to be able to make decisions and do their own thing, like they need to be in their own energy. So out of nature by themselves, have their own like little sanctuary because they take everything in. Like, let's say they're the sponge and they take everything in. They need to be in their own energy to wring that shit out Mm -hmm. and reflect on it to see if something's true for them, especially when they're making decisions for their own life. Like, you know, they need to sit on a little bit longer and see what sticks to them and things of that nature. And, you know, it's just, I think my biggest thing that I like to say on reflectors is you're here to reflect how everyone is going on around you. And, you know, also just be so mindful of your environment because it truly is everything for a reflector. I know of reflectors like Jordan Younger, who's a blogger, and she basically, you know, has all of the things that she's into. And it's really interesting to listen to her podcast, how she's like, Oh my God, I want to do this. And I want to do this and this over here and this over here. And you know, the way that reflectors make their decisions is literally waiting on a lunar cycle Mm -hmm. to see like what, if something like really sticks to them or not and like follows them throughout the entire cycle. So if you're a reflector, like give yourself time when you're making decisions. Um, If you want to like align yourself with the moon cycles, it would be really beneficial, like go moon bathe, spend time out in nature versus just stimulated by everybody else around you. And just make sure that the community that you're surrounding yourself with feels good because, you know, you're reflecting it back. Then there are manifestors, which make up about eight to 10% of the population. And they're here to create and do and initiate and inform and get people involved and get things going. And this is the picture I like to paint for manifestors. I was on a session with a manifestor and I was like, all right, because she was frustrated with work. And I was like, okay, this just came to me. I was like, let's talk about this. Let me see if I can string this together. She's like, okay, she has like her notebook. I'm like, all right, you see, you know, there's like a coffee shop, right? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, there's like the baristas and the manager 
and you know the vendors and you know just all these people she's like yeah I'm like guess who you are she's like what and I was like you're the owner she's like (gasps) (laughs) she's like that makes so much sense and I'm like you had the idea you inform the people around you about hey want to start this coffee shop you got people involved you got people on your train and look at what happened you have a coffee shop you have your you know let's just say like your projector manager and your generator baristas let's just like say that's what it looks like since projectors are here to guide generators are here to do whatever but I'm like but you're the owner and why you're the owner is because that allows freedom and independence for you to go start another branch of the coffee shop or go start something over here like you're here to start things and create things and you don't need anything like like above you, keeping you from being able to like express yourself creatively. I had another manifester say, manifestors have the book idea, the generator writes it, the projector edits it. Where it's like the generator brings in the pieces and then the projector makes sure that everything makes sense and is lined up, but the the manifester had the idea, brought Mm -hmm. it to life and got the right people involved. So the biggest thing with manifestors is like you are here to create and do and be in the flow and start these things. Um, And the biggest thing that I find with manifestors is like, how well are you at communicating and informing those around you? Because the whole thing for informing is basically that way people can either support you and help or you know who isn't on your train and who needs to step aside so you can go do what you need to do. Um, An example I like to give for this, so my sister, um, she, uh, uh, she was going to go out and she wanted to just kind of like sneak out and not have to tell anybody what she was doing. And, um, our sister was like, where are you going? And she like froze. Cause the biggest thing with manifestors, they don't like being questioned. It's kind of funny to me. Anytime that I go to ask my sister a question, I'm like kind of questioning her, her eyes get really big. And she's just kind of like, why are you asking that? I'm like, I don't just asking to just answer it. She's like, but what are you going to ask after that? Because that changes how I'm going to answer. And I'm like, you are making this so much more complicated than it needs to be. So (laughs) anyways, so I'm like, all right, try this. She's like, okay. So I was like, go and tell, you know, our sister, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'll be back later. I'm like, I bet you she's not going to say anything. And she's like, oh, my God, Sarah, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, oh, my God. And I'm like, just do it, please. And then, like, report back because you're being my guinea pig. And she's like, okay. And so she audios me when she gets in the car. And she's like, oh, my God. She didn't say anything. She was just like, okay, see you later. I'm like, see? <laughs> I'm like, own your power. Own your truth. Own your voice. Own your – when you're in your strategy of informing – you know, it's like people who support you, they move out of the way. That doesn't mean you change what you're doing. You just know who's going to support you or not mm-hmm. versus everyone coming, like attacking you. So it's like the informing piece is basically like letting other people around you know what you're doing before you do it. That way you don't get all this backlash later. So that's a manifester. And then let's see, we're going to talk about next projectors. So projectors make up less than 20%. I think it's like 17 Um, And projectors are here to be guides and be recognized for their gifts and the things that they see. Um, And kind of like I said earlier, like you're here to guide the energy, not be the energy. Because, again, you need to be able to recognize energy to know what to do with it. 
Um, so this is why like projectors and manifestors or projectors and generators work so well together. Not saying you can't work well with a manifestor, but projectors were put here for the generators to help guide the energy. And I like to kind of tell this funny story whenever I was talking to one of my generator friends about how like there's a difference between projector and generator. And I was like explaining, she's like, okay, so basically I'm over here like pedal to the metal, like full force. <clears throat> and you come in and you're like, hey, you're about to go into the lake. Maybe let's like turn the other way. But maybe let's go left and not straight. She goes, you basically come in and guide the energy that I have going. That way I don't go into the lake, right? And I'm like, exactly. Um, because it's like I can see it and I, I see the power and like all these things, but I know how to delegate it and like mm -hmm. help it make it work and guide it. Again, like projectors see into systems, they're very analytical. So <clears throat> uh, projectors are here to wait for the invitation. And what's interesting about that is, no, this does not mean you sit on your couch all day and like wait for your friend to text you to go to coffee. It's not what that means. This means those things that you see so clearly in other people. And, you know, that if you were to say that to that person and they maybe wouldn't take it very well, that means an invitation too. Like when it comes to other people, they need to recognize something in you and invite it for you to go and say something. So the example I like to give for this, I paint a lot of pictures if you haven't been able to tell yet. I have a coffee shop and now we're gonna talk about an island. So the way I see this is there's you as a projector on your own island. And then there's you as a projector when it has to do with like other people coming to your island and wanting to go to someone else's island. So on your own island, you're over here and you're like, I'm really into human design. Ooh, and spirituality. Oh, and skincare and this. And you basically are like setting up this island and like you're studying and taking all these things in and analyzing it and all this stuff like learning and questioning. And all of a sudden it's like you've almost like taken it. It's like become you. You've embodied it. And something that I like to say to projectors is until you embody something, like no one is going to see it in you. You have to be it first for it to be mm -hmm. seen in you. And so, you know, on your own island, you're doing your own thing. And what I, why I say this is like, this is your platform. This could be your Instagram, YouTube, your own life. You don't need an invitation to start the YouTube channel, to start the podcast, to start studying human design, to go and be a, you know, take yoga teacher training, to go and try out Reiki. No. If it's coming to you in a way that the universe brings it to you, that's your invitation. You don't need someone to come in and be like, hey, um, do you want to start doing yoga teacher training? No, you don't need an invitation for that. If it's something that's for you on your own island that's going to benefit you, go do it. Mm -hmm. But then there's you on your island when it comes to other people or wanting to go to someone else's island. They need to come to you for that. But if you can sit there and create your island for what you want people to come to it for, you'll be seen for those things that you're wanting to be seen for. But you need to go cultivate that within yourself first until someone else, until, you know, that way someone else can see it in you. Because let's say, for example, we'll just use like human design since we're talking about that. It wouldn't be appropriate of me from my island on Instagram to go to someone else's island on Instagram and be like, hey. I'm an intuitive human design reader. I don't know if you ever heard of that. But like, here's my scheduling link. You should totally sign up. And like, I'm soliciting myself 
well, then I end up like being blocked or like not no response versus being on my island, owning my island, pouring everything into it. And then someone DMs me and is like, hey, I would love to book a session with you. Mm -hmm. And they saw me, but it's because of something I've created on my own island. Mm-hmm. So that's like the thing I like to say for projectors. It's like, yes, you're here to be seen and recognized and all that stuff. But you've got to see it in yourself first before someone else sees it in you. Now, another thing I like to say, and this is what I'll wrap up on for projectors, is <laughs> so it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Projectors can't see themselves. Like we see other people so clearly. So it kind of makes sense that we're not able to see ourselves because it's like we're open and we've like mirror people back to them and energy and all this stuff. So something that I do for myself and is I'll check in with myself from time to time. And I'm like, what do people come to me for? What are they like? What am I getting questions about? What are people DMing me about? What are people bringing up at dinner? And then taking a step further and asking myself, like, do I like that they come to me for that? Or do I need to change that? And why I say this is, Back in the day when I was an alcoholic, a wino is what I called it, to sound more fancy and try to cover up, you know, being an alcoholic. I had so many people that would ask me, like, oh, my God, like, you're so into wine. You're such a wino. Can you give me recommendations? And what's interesting is no one asks me about wine anymore, but I don't embody that anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are those things that people naturally come to you for? And asking yourself, do you like that? Do you want to be seen for that? you don't start to change it, start to heal it, start to let it go. And me doing that has been another like really healing aspect. Cause it's like, well, if other people see me and I can't see myself, well then what do people see? And then like, do I like that? And if mm-hmm. I don't deal with it, you know, it's just yeah, a way to a like, great point. yeah. So that's projectors. Next one we'll talk about is generators. Generators and manifesting generators make up what you put them together. It's about 70%. If you cut it in half, it's literally 50-50 about. So generators are basically here to live a life that lights them the fuck up in in every aspect. Because when you're in this state of being lit up by what you do, you create that generator. You generate the energy to go do your thing. Mm-hmm. But it's only when you're in this state of, and this is what we'll talk about, is responding. So responding is the strategy. And so responding and something that I feel like kind of channeled through a couple weeks ago in a session is responding doesn't mean reacting. To me, reacting is when you're in your head. You're up mm-hmm. here. Responding is in your gut. So it's like, what is your gut saying about taking that yoga teacher training? What is your gut saying about doing the Reiki thing? What is your gut saying about reaching out to that person? Are you responding or are you reacting? And the biggest thing that I notice about generators is I should, I should do this. I shouldn't do that. And it's like, but do you want to do that? Does that, does that light you up? And I, I tested this out on my best friend because she was she's like my OG guinea pig. And like her biggest thing is, oh, I should do this. And I'm like, but should you? Like, do you like that? Well, no. And I'm like, okay, well, why are you doing it? Well, because so-and-so. And I'm like, but so-and-so isn't living your life. So 
let's change that. And so it's just interesting to see where she'll check in with herself. She's like, you know, am I responding to this? And she gets really excited. And it's just really cool to hear from her when something ends up working out, like you can just hear like how satisfied she is in her voice and how excited and it gives me energy, but it's like, it's because she's responding to things, not reacting to things. And it's interesting that when she's reacting to things, she ends up frustrated, Mm -hmm. which is the not the generator. So it's like, you're here to live and create and build a life that you are lit up by, by the things that you're responding to. And this could literally be, and I like to like keep it like so just like small because it's like because I feel like sometimes we make these things like really big. This could literally be you responding to a text message for plans. This could be it's raining outside and you're responding to the weather of like, oh yeah, I probably shouldn't go to the park with my kids because it's raining. Versus like today in Texas, it's 60 degrees outside. I'm sure my generator sister walked outside and was like, oh my God, yes, I'm taking all three kids to the park. Mm-hmm. And she responded to it. Like you're, you can take responding as big or as small as you want to, but bottom line, like how are you responding to life going on around you, and are you satisfied by it? And another really big thing with generators. So once they like their sacral turns on, it's almost like it doesn't turn off in the sense of, um, which I'll talk about in a little bit about why manifesting generators are different. So your sacral activates and turns on and you like go, 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 go. Like generators will just keep going. So it's really important that if you're a generator to check in with yourself and ask yourself, am I still satisfied by what I'm doing? Am I still lit up by this? Because then you end up in a career for 10 years. And the last time that you checked in with yourself was when you were excited about it 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then you burn out or frustrated or things aren't working, like check in with yourself, whether it's once a month, once a year, whatever feels good for you, like check in with yourself is doing this still lighting me up. And one little tip I like to give for generators is use your sacral, your defined sacral as the pendulum and check in with it and ask it yes and no questions. The more direct you can be with it, the better. Because you wouldn't pick up a pendulum and be like, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? It's just not going to work. But if you ask yourself, like, taking this class over here, like, how does this feel? And, like, checking in with what your your gut is saying is just a tip I like to give. Mm-hmm. Then there are manifesting generators, which, like I said earlier, make up about uh, 35% of the population. And they're here to, yes, live a life that lights them up. But they also have like manifestor vibes about them. So they're here to create things and bring that generator energy to like follow through on it. And what this can look like, because manifestors are here to start things and generators are here to, if you think about it, like respond to things and keep them going. So when you bring those two energies together, you're going to have someone that's creating things left and right and finishing them and getting over them and trying it and all this stuff. So it's like you're here to try everything and be lit up by something for one moment and then you may change your mind down the road. Whatever that looks like for you, you may start something and you don't finish it or you're lit up about it one minute and then you're not. So the biggest thing that I like to say for manifesting generators is one, give yourself complete permission to change your mind. Why I say this is because for manifesting generators, your part generator, your part manifester. So there's two parts of you that need to kick in for you to go and do something. So the first thing that kicks in is 
are you responding to this? How are you responding to this? And so your generator kicks in first and then like there's this interim of time where it kind of switches and your manifestor side kicks in. And that's when you're like, does this meet my vision? Do I want to bring, you know, do I want to create this and all this stuff? And if that's a yes for you, then the generator energy can follow. But if it's a no, that's when you're like, eh, no, don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Giving yourself that permission to change your mind. So it's like, try it all, you can do it all, be it all, but make sure you're responding to it and it meets the vision for what you're wanting to bring to it. So what this could look like, we could take this back to the whole, like someone texts you about a party. So you get this text message about this party and okay, it's at six o'clock and that generator in you is kind of like, oh my God, yes, it sounds like so much fun. But then the manifestor kicks in. It's like, oh, but I've just had a really long day. I'm gonna have to shower because I just got back from yoga oh, it's cold outside and you're sitting there and you're basically like, do I want to bring my energy to this? And if it's a no, then no. If it's a yes, you want to put in the effort for all of that, do it. But it's so important that you really sit with yourself, whether, you know, uh, my friend Katie talks about you try it on and if you don't like it, take it off. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like sit with yourself and visualize it. And if every part of it matches your vision, do it. If it doesn't, don't. Give yourself that that grace. Something that I do for every MG in my life is the day of plans. If it's not like, let's say, for example, we have like a trip booked out nine months and the tickets have been paid for, like your ass is going, like we're going, like the trip we're going. But let's say it's like plans for something or my MG friends are doing something in their life or whatever. If it's plans with me, I text them the day of and I'm like, are you still feeling this? Because two weeks ago, maybe they were feeling it in that moment, but it may not meet their vision now of mm -hmm. how their day went, what they want to do. And so I'll ask every single one of them, like, are you still feeling it? Are you still feeling this? you still want to come? I recently, my friend Katie launched her human design page and she like didn't really want to tell anybody about it because, you know, what if she changed her mind? And so I just kind of, I sent her an audio and I'm like, I'm going to celebrate you regardless, but even if you haven't reached your moment of truth yet, that's okay. Like if you decide you don't want to launch it today, like I'm not going to be disappointed at you. And she messaged me back like almost like, oh my God, like you understand me, like you get it, like thank you. But it's like, I don't know, like it's, and projectors are here to understand people. So it's like, no, I get it. I don't, I don't understand in the sense of, I don't know what that feels like, but I respect you. I understand you enough to know that like, if you change your mind, that's okay. There's right. wrong with that like, at all. So I think the biggest thing is like, yes, you're here to do all the things, but it's okay to change your mind too. Mm -hmm. But then it's all the types. So yeah. That was fantastic. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I like to bring in like real life stories and people because I don't know, like it just makes, for me, it makes it more fun to listen to because it's like adding the pictures and the visuals and like, real life examples like that's how I learn that's how I take things in and apply things so the more I can do that I don't know like it's just more fun so yeah, yeah for sure that's, those are the types the projector in me is hasn't really moved past being jealous of the energy types <laughs> I know I have my days I feel you I really do but at the same time it's like 
but I like being a projector. Like, it's pretty cool to, like, be able to see straight into somebody. Like, it's kind of creepy if you think about it, but it's, like, it really helps in the business that I do now <laughs> that I'm able to see people so clearly and people can come to me and I can, like, figure it out for them. I love figuring stuff out for people. And I've also learned where it's, like, I'm not very good at planning stuff. I can but it's not my favorite. It takes too much effort and energy. So it's like, I'd rather go and message, you know, my generator friend, like, Hey, could you help me out with this? And they're like, Oh my God, I would love to. I'm like, thank you. Here you yeah. go. <laughs> Bring it back. And we're good. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's like understanding the capacity, like my capacity and what, and what I'm into, what I'm not into and just kind of accepting that. And then understanding how everybody else works too. And then again, like, it's the whole, like, how do we exchange energy? How can I help you? How can you help me? Mm -hmm. um, really beneficial. So I don't, I want, I definitely, what I envy is the whole, like, internal pendulum thing. I'm like, I wish I had that. Like, I have to ride my emotions first. Like, that's not fun versus just, like, do I want pizza? Do I want Chinese food? And, like, what does my body say? It's like, I have to have, like, this emotional, like, feeling behind it or have to sleep on it so again like we we want what we can i have curly hair one straight hair like right again always reaching for what we don't have <laughs> yeah i do have this that i don't know what i'm here to do like specifically yet in my projector sense like i don't know yet what i'm gonna be doing in a career or even in like a side thing for guiding people yeah. but i get these visions of me like in what i assume is the house that Mackenzie my fiance and I will live in like when we buy a house or maybe it's just like the next space that I live in but I'm like sitting in this chair and I'm like crossing my legs and I have this like peach colored shirt on and it's sort of like dimly lit but it's like a really um spiritual kind of vibe and I'm like sitting in this chair waiting for people to come so that I can tell them what to do wow and I like, I don't know what I'm going to be telling them, but it's this clear vision that I've had ever since I got my Reiki attunements. Mm. And I don't know, to be determined. I like that. And I'm over here. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like analyzing what I looked at with your chart. And then what I know of your incarnation cross, I'm like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Do you want to segue into incarnation cross? Because that's a perfect segue if you want to. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. So you have... Cross of Eden, right cross, right angle cross of Eden, and then you have gate 6, 36, 12, and 11. And cross of Eden, so I'm going to read the little page, and then we'll go from there. So it says, your life theme is to delve deeply into the full array of emotional experiences, carrying within you throughout your life the light that accompanied you at birth. In your heart, you hold a memory of how life can be so full of love, yet in your reality, you are constantly challenged by less than perfect and sometimes harsh world. Painful childhood experiences where people shocked you with their lack of integrity have left you with a hunger to return to a place of wholeness and love. You may seek this love through emotional and sexual intimacies with others, only to be disappointed that these are but temporary experiences that do not fulfill the longing in your soul. So deep in the longing in your soul that you can take on a lifetime journey of finding your way back to the garden and that place of love, light, and intelligence you sit, sense exist on some level. Your search might take you on travels in and out of relationships through career changes and living situations and in all manner of life experiences until you finally discover that this wonderland you so earnestly seek is and has always been inside you. 
when you come to that realization and find a place of deep peace within yourself, you have returned to Eden. And from there, you can share your light and joy with others. And then I'm going to read this little snippet of what it talks about your conscious sun. But then I'm going to talk about the other three gates because it's not just one gate. So it says... With your conscious sun in gate six, you can be the center point for life's friction, constantly resolving your own and other people's issues in one way or another. You might seek to focus your attention exclusively on intimate relationships and the dramas being played out with others to avoid the real issues that confront you inside your being. You can be so continuously concerned with the future that you hold back from making commitments to move forward in the present. Another part of you is full of inspiring ideas that become uh, stifled when you fail to let them be fully realized. Dude, you're doing that right now. It's like a boot camp. Anyways, the most important thing (laughs) you can remember is the light that you carry within you and how when you expand that light and shine it out into the world, you can change everything. Literally bringing paradise to earth. Life is a play of many different stages. And when you remember your type and authority, you will always be in the time that acts your parts well. And I was just reading this because sometimes there's names next to like who has this incarnation cross. And Prince Harry and Queen Elizabeth have this one. I'm dying right now. Every single word so far has been so (laughs) accurate. (laughs) So... And really brief summary, just in case someone's like, what the fuck? You basically are here to live your life in a way, and you're very three, five way, just to like add, you're here to try everything and, you know, have laugh literally along the way. But you're here to like live this life that takes you through experiences that lead you back to yourself. So you sitting on that chair is you literally being so content within who you are on your chair and your power and your light and people want that. But you have finally reached a place in your life in this vision where you're not looking for it externally because you know it's you. And then people want that because that's the protector in you. Oh my God. Pretty sure that that was channeled because I feel like my voice changed. I don't know where that came from. incredible (laughs) the crazy thing is is like I've done a ton of reparenting work on myself Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. my inner child and I hit a point maybe like halfway into it where it reversed and so I do this program called the adult chair and she's like it's a podcast and she has a, a really she has a ton of meditations out there and I've been to one of her workshops, but I reached a point where the meditations of reparenting flipped for me and it became this like thing where I wasn't seeing like myself reparenting myself as she usually describes in the meditations. My inner child is the one that was guiding me. Like my inner child was this like this happy, like beautiful little soul and yeah. that's the the person that was like reparenting me and so this little child is like I just remember her so clearly it's like like earlier we talked about how I used to just as a kid like as a projector child I would like literally sit on the tile in the living room floor for hours and just sing in the sunshine and it was like before all of the trauma happened like before everything you know like flipped upside down but it's like that's who my spirit is now it's like this yeah. little golden child that's like straight from heaven wow uh, and what's cool is like it's almost like you're returning to her 
Because right. she's always been there, and it talks about, like, being stifled. And mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the age that you experience her and all that stuff is around that, like, playfulness, staring outside in the sunshine, like, full of light and love and all these things, and, like, shit started to happen in life and cruel and, like, all this stuff. And so it's, like, that's when things start to change where it's, like, you go from, like, being, having this, like, almost being completely comfortable with who you are not feeling like you need anything else. And then the world coming in and telling you like, uh, uh-uh, you need everything outside of you to be who you are. So you need to experience this and reach for this and all these external things, but you're literally here to return back to yourself mm-hmm. after going through your experiences and trials and tribulations and all these things. Cause that's part of life. Like we're here to experience those things, but your purpose this time around is to return back to yourself. Cause that's where your true magic lies is within mm-hmm. yourself and your light and your power and your magic. That's what people want from you mm-hmm. is literally so about the external things. So with that, it it touched on gate six, which is called the gate of friction, which is in the emotional center. This would connect to 59 in the sacral, and I'm just going to be somewhat inappropriate right now just because it's funny to me, and you told me these are marked explicit, so we're going to talk about it. <laughs> but this would be a channel. It's a really sexual channel. And what's funny is there are only 64 gates. And I'm like, oh, well, like if there were 69, this would be gate 69. Like that's how I like made myself remember what gate 59 is. You don't have that. However, you have the emotional friction, like the the fire, like the rubbing together, like energy where if you're, and it kind of talks about where like you could sit there and try and figure out other people's problems and bring um, the friction to that and all this stuff. Or you can like look at that stuff within yourself. But the biggest thing with anything within the emotional authority is that you're clear on the things that you're bringing the friction to, that you're bringing and going have the new experience with or whatever it is. Like it's all about emotional clarity and not just like taking everybody down with you. So something within yourself is like, I wouldn't be surprised that there are different points and parts throughout your life where you do bring that friction, whether it's sexually or this desire, this thing that you're wanting to do, like you literally start the fire behind it and then make it happen. And it either goes really well, or you're like, why did I do that? And you're like falling off the cliff because you're like, oh my God, that was way too much. And like, now it's not working. But again, that's the whole, like, if you think about it, like three and three, five trial and error where you got to try something out, see if it works. If it doesn't, that's great. Um, The example that my best friend (laughs) gave me, because she has this channel and what was interesting, I was like, um, I was like, can I ask you something? I was like, so this is a really sexual energy. I'm like, yeah, it's emotional, but it's it's also like there's a sexual piece to it. And I was like, tell me about when you were dating because she's married now. So it's like, you know, like go do your thing with your boo. But I was like in the realm of like dating and all this stuff, I'm like, were you the girl where it's like you just you just like went off of that initial friction that you felt that chemistry whatever and then you did your thing or did you sit on it because again like that whole like emotional clarity around something like do you really want that do you want to experience that or are you just bored and she goes finally enough she goes I was always the girl it's like I would just sit back and like I know 
that at the end of the night, I'm going to get what I want. So I'm going to just sit here and let it just fester and sit and like stir the pot because again, like you're building the friction. So it's like building the friction that you want to build friction on. That way you could bring that hot fire flame emotional energy to it versus just kind of like lighting the match and then like going with it. Mm-hmm. It's like sitting with it. So I'm curious if that's something that shows up for you where it's like, do you let the friction and the fire build or are you've experimented with that? Or are you sometimes you just light the match? You're like, here we go. And then you're like, why did I do that? <laughs> and you like, you're like, oh my God. So, um, has that yeah. come up for you in like whatever spectrum? Because again, this is going to be an array of like all the emotional things. So I'm curious. And then we'll talk about the other ones. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because I've definitely been very guilty of both. And okay. I don't know. I'm trying to think about it emotionally and how that might show up emotionally. Well, it's just one of those things where it's like, if you're clear on something, then it's like, you'll take one for the team, but it's also so powerful. It's like, you take everyone down with you. Like you have the pill- the ability to like, you know, take one for the team and you're clear and all this stuff. Cause again, like that clarity, like emotional clarity around stuff. So if you think about it, you know, if you're not clear on something, you just act rationally. Like that's just going to hook up with someone on Tinder. Like do you boo? Like, I don't care. But it's like, you had no clarity around it. And let's say for example, you wake up the next day and you're like, why did I do that? That was so bad. That was a bad idea. I feel so unfulfilled. And you just feel all type, you get like emotional over versus like letting that fire build. And then all of a sudden you've just had this, not only like satisfying like experience with someone but it's like you feel full and like just there's almost like this release of just like oh my god like I just feel so emotionally satisfied in this over here and just like it's almost like there's more instead of that instant gratification it's like you really appreciate it after mm-hmm. when you spit on something versus just doing something but again there's no right or wrong with either one of those so it's like you know just kind of like if you think about it when we bring, because this is all about the cross of Eden, it's like um, you're here to experience things all to like realize that, you know, returning back to yourself and all those things. But how cool is it that let's say within this chair that you're sitting on that people are coming to you about, that's something that you'll be able to talk about based off Mm -hmm. of your own experience. You have wisdom around it, Mm -hmm. but you have to go through and experience it to be able to even talk about it you know, mm-hmm. but that's all about, you know, experiencing and all that stuff and intimacy and sex and hot fire flames is part of life. It's part yeah. of the joys of life. It's also, it's, it could also be very traumatic and not going to take away from that. I've been there, but like, how cool is it? Like your garden has to do with like all these like hot fire flame things. So that's one part. And you're very consciously aware of this because it's your conscious son. Then your subconscious son. So this is going to be stuff that like other people see in you. Um, like I may say this and you'll kind of have this like, Oh yeah. Or you could, I mean, you could be very fully aware of like, yeah, I could totally see that, but this is going to be something people see in you like anything subconscious. That's a red line in your chart. Um, other people see in you. So, and it's also, you get your subconscious son from your dad. So it's like a, it's when anything that's red is also you get it from your lineage as well it's where it's literally where you came from so yours is gate 12 which is called the gate of caution and the way that this works it's two-sided it's in the throat so it's going to have to do with communication and basically you have this ability if you're mindful of it because again there's a shadow to every gate 
where you know if when you're about to say something, if someone's going to hear you or not and listen. And if they don't, then it's that cautionary where you're like, well, I'm not going to say anything because you're not going to listen anyways. So I'm just going to sit here. But then when you know someone's going to listen to you, you literally, you have such a way with your words where it's like you can literally just like, you know, hook people and bring them in and just all these things like people that I know with gate 12, the way that they are just with their words, it's almost like, I don't know, like seducing in a way where it's like, oh my God, like you are speaking to me in a way that it's just like, I want to listen to you. I want to listen to you talk by what you're saying, but it's practicing that cautionary where it's like, are you going to be heard? Or are you going to be ignored? Mm-hmm. And versus what the shadow of this is, you just say whatever the fuck you want. And you're like, this is who I am. So you can deal with it, which if you think about it, we've all been there in some capacity, but it's like really practicing where it's like, are you going to be heard or are you not? And then deciding if you want to say something or if you don't because your voice is very powerful and your words are very powerful and if you take that into the context of like okay you're here to return back to yourself and that's what the people see in you people are gonna want to listen to you mm-hmm. and whatnot and like really pay it you know if anything again this is what other people see in you and how cool is it that you have a podcast where it's like this literally has to do with the voice and what you're saying and like bringing people in um now so that's the sun. That's the subconscious sun, conscious sun. And now we can't just be shining bright all the time. Like we need grounding and balance, which would be the earth, which are the other two gates that the incarnation cross has to do with. So we'll talk about your conscious earth. And this is called the, the, <laughs> the name of this gate cracks me up. It's called the gate of crisis. <laughs> it's in the emotional center. And basically what this gate is is you get bored really fast and you are constantly wanting to experience other things um and reach this stuff like you just you're like i'm bored what's next i'm bored what's next i'm bored need a new partner i'm bored whatever because so one thing about the gates if it's not a full channel the gate it's like we're reaching for what the channel would be. So you and I actually make an energetic channel with this where I'm here to live a life full of experiences. And based off of that, I share my experiences because it's in my throat. And for you, you want to experience everything, but it's almost like the things that you're here to like the things that are worth you experiencing in this lifetime. Um, if we want to talk about like the light of it and the shadow of it, it's like, again, that emotional clarity around, like, have I sat on this enough? Have I thought about this enough? And it's like, you can basically have whatever you want. You can experience whatever you want, but have you sat on it long enough to know that like, yes, this is something I want to do because again, it's called the gate of crisis. So what this could look like is you're literally that whole, you know, like I'm bored. So I'm just going to jump. Oh shit. And you're just kind of going down. You're like, why did I do this? Versus knowing, you know, I want to do this and I want to experience this and I want to experiment with this and like really giving yourself that time to make sure that that clarity is there for you to go and experience that. And then the fulfillment of that is so much deeper than just like jumping off the cliff because you're bored. Mm-hmm. And this the um, experiences in any way, but this is in the emotional center. So quite a few of the gates have to do. It could be just sexually. Like you literally, like you get bored and like you're, it could literally be in a pursuit of like 
sexual things because um, again you're bored so it's like are you jumping into crisis or are you jumping into something that's actually going to satisfy you but the biggest thing that I like to just really it's almost like broken record with you anything like within the emotional center is clarity because I say this because my authority is emotional and so I'm literally here to make decisions from an emotionally clear place so for me in general um, you know, the gates that are in the emotional center, like, you know, it's like riding the wave of it first to make sure that, you know, it calms down and then you go and do what you want to do versus just immediately jumping into it. Um, I hope that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's that one. Then last gate is your subconscious earth, which is called the gate of ideas. And so basically the way that I like to explain this one is where me with not having this has two ideas you have 12 ideas so if you really think about this since this is the last gate you're here to live this life of experiences and all these things and like gather up all this stuff and then eventually at one some point in your life realize like oh shit like everything I've been searching for I already have on the inside. Then you reach that point of life and in your three, five way, you've experienced all these things. You've returned back to yourself. And with that, it's like, you see all these experiences and all these ideas and all these things that you've tried and all these things. And people start to see that in you. And then they want to ask you about it because they see the light in you and the experience and the magic. And again, like it just, it's almost like I can see the vision that you have where it's like, you know, people are coming to you, but it's like, they'll come to you once you've returned to yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, through the experiences and through the ideas and through the friction and like all of these amazing things that you're able to live the life that you're here to live. Um, but all in all, it's like, you're here to return to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's where like the true magic lies. Um, but yeah, the gate of ideas. Another thing I like to talk about this one is you could be someone that plants the idea for somebody else's dreams to come true. Because again, think about it, where I have two ideas, you have 12 ideas. Imagine if you and I were to sit down and I talk to you about something I'm doing, where again, I have two, you have 12, like you're sitting there planting all these seeds for Mm -hmm. things that I could like go and make happen, you know, my own world, which I don't know, like that's just really cool to me. That just goes to show how much we all need each other. So that's one little thing I like to say on that. Yeah, yeah. it's your incarnation cross and like all the gates and all that stuff. Yeah, that last one that you just touched on, I've been feeling this way for a, a while that like part of what I go into might be towards like life purpose consultation almost uh, or something ooh. of that nature. The the one, I think it was gate 12. I can't remember. The one that, the thing with words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that yeah. resonates with me so much because I have only given like two big speeches I guess and one of them was my best friend's maid of honor speech at her wedding and it was like super funny and I just like I got so much energy from it and people would be coming up to me afterwards like people I didn't even know and they were like that was amazing like you should be a stand-up comedian like that was so awesome and then but the other part of that is like I also gave my dad's eulogy oh and like and this was just in January and it was kind of the same thing like I mean it was my dad's funeral and honestly I had like written the speech down and I blacked out for most of it like I don't remember giving it really but 
like I knew my words and I like wrote them down and I know the delivery was good. And then it was just like, everybody came up to me and like hugged me so much. And they were like, he's so proud of you for everything that you just said. Like, you're incredible. Yep. So I believe like that. Two that, I believe that. So, wow. That's just insane that that's like in my human design though. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So that's a real, that's another really big layer of who you are. Cause we got to bring in projector, splenic, three, five, like all the layers. And that's another just really big layer of the flavor that is you mm -hmm. and what you're here to do. So, yeah. Thank that, you That so would be much. a taste of my little soul code sessions. They're so much fun to talk about because it's just like, I don't know, like I'm basically highlighting all these really big parts of who you are. And it's like, okay, the foundation is, yeah, experience all these things, but don't lose sight of you don't need anything external everything is internal like take care of yourself come back to yourself that's what you're here to do and based off of that you can share your projector wisdom and experiences and all this stuff and you know bring your words and your ideas and that friction and experiences and plant seeds for all these other people like how amazing but like don't lose sight of like it's not the external stuff it's it's the internal stuff that people want from you mm -hmm. and that like it has for you so Mm -hmm. yeah and like always just returning to that little like golden child yes it's, such a, it's like such a guiding vision for me to imagine her and then just like become her absolutely like keep doing that I think that that's a beautiful beautiful vision and I love that you shared that and then this like as you were talking about the whole like in your chair and all this stuff I'm like dude like she's like owning everything she is so she's sat down at this point in her life and it's like this this not settling but it's like you're content with who you are and like now people are seeing it and like being drawn to you because of it mm -hmm. I think that's really beautiful okay thank you so much that was incredible you're welcome absolutely you are I love incredible. <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh my gosh this is like hands down the longest podcast recording I've ever done I'm so happy though Oh my goodness. I get pretty chatty though. I think it's the open throat in me, like get me going. And I'm like, here we go. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So everybody listening, Sarah has been on like, you might've been on more podcasts than me and I have my own podcast. So <laughs> check her out for sure. How can people connect with you? The best place just cause it's where <clears throat> I'm the most active is Instagram. So the HDB. Um, I have links for sessions. I have so much content that I've put out there. Um, you know, I did, I've done series on the profiles, the energy types. Um, I'm working on the authorities right now I've done the strategies. I also throw in like spiritual humor and memes and all the stuff, but all the links to like book sessions, podcasts I've been on. Cause I've honestly lost count at this point. I think it's pushing like 20, <laughs> um it's all there like every I pour a lot of energy into my Instagram island so that's the best place awesome is there anything else you want to mention I think the biggest thing that because it's like it's so cheesy but I have to do it um all in all I think the biggest thing that I've learned is I don't have to do anything I just need to be and that's me like throwing it might be but it's not about what I do it's about like who I am and being comfortable in that and feeling safe in that. But it's like, you don't have to try 
And human design really helped me stop trying and helped me start being. Um, so it's like, you're not, you don't need to learn all this stuff to go and try and fix something. It's like, no, it gives you full permission to be yourself and to really just allow yourself permission to do that. That's when the magic happens. And the only reason I say that is I'm literally speaking from my own experiences. That's when stuff started to turn around for me is when I stopped trying and I just started to be. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'll leave it. Cause that, that for me is the magic sauce. Um, that's helped me. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I love this. It doesn't feel like we've been recording for as long as we have. So that always tells me it's like we entered a portal and now we're coming out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, as I do with everyone, I will link all of Sarah's information in the show notes and be sure to check her out. Give her some love on Instagram. Like she said, I mean, it's basically a ton of free content on her Instagram. It's like really helpful information if you're interested in human design. So 